like to be busy and productive, but there's a reason why it's not toxic anymore is because I'm doing it because I want to. And I recognize it's a choice and it's an honor and it's a privilege. And I'm going for wingspan now, not guilt, shame, and fear, and the fear of not being approved of. This is Queen Freak with Katie Paulson. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all so much. We have the most amazing guest. I'm going to um, introduce her in a little bit. But I showed up on her doorstep, and I am forever grateful. And episode one, babies, let's go. Lisa freaking Pyre has been an angel in my life. I swear she was put on my path. She is so wise and she came into my life at a really critical time and just kind of helped me out with my mindset and I'm pretty sure that she saved me. I don't know. Um, but I will let her explain all the things about her and so you can kind of see her greatness and we will go into so many different things that are kind of wild that you don't normally hear on a podcast. Um, I am so grateful that you guys joined today and I hope we can leave you a little bit better than we found you. Bye. So I'll give you the highlights. I'll give you the cliff notes version and then we can always dig into anything that you think is um, worthy of more. So I, let's see, I was the oldest of, um, I'm the oldest of five children. I was born in Paris to two expats who were just there living and working. So that was already kind of an interesting start to life. I don't have many memories of that, but I have a few. And at five, I moved back to Chicago, which is where my parents were living before they started a family. And I was, I had a kind of white picket fence, suburban life and family until the shit hit the fan. Um, it was sort of perfect on the outside and a lot of keeping up you know, with the Joneses and everything for appearances. So both my parents grew up kind of middle class, middle income, um, in different parts of the country and in slightly challenging households. I would say there was abuse in both of them. There was verbal abuse and some level of neglect in both houses growing up and then my mother there was some physical abuse too her father so they they grew up i think um without great models of true pure unconditional love and there were some people in both of their lives that did show them that love but i think it was it was a tough childhood. They both were survivors and they kind of overcame that as they went through life, but they never healed. They never fully healed. And it took me a long time to realize that that was why I didn't have pure unconditional love for myself and why it wasn't modeled for me when I was younger. And it, it took me even longer to completely accept and forgive that, recognizing that it was nothing to do with me it, ha it never had anything to do with me and it was their first time living also yes and their love was real and true and devoted and we had a lot of privilege growing up but also a lot of heartache and um, stress in the house but the love that they both had for us and they showed for us was the extent of the love they have for themselves. For themselves. Yeah. And in relationships, remember that. Yes. It's everything. Actually, the majority of people don't have true, pure, unconditional love of self. So they're only ever giving you what they have, um, which is typically somewhere on the spectrum of, if you say like zero to 10, 10 being kind of the equivalent of like eternal love or God's love, they're somewhere on the spectrum, but most, most of the population is way below 10. <laughs> So, which is, yes, exactly what you said about relationships, why it's so difficult to go looking for love when love is, isn't really where you're looking for it. So then the shit hit the fan and there was two or three years of monumental kind of chaos. Um, in short, my father had 
trouble at work, ended up losing his company. My mother was, was he an entrepreneur? He, yes. He was? Yes. Yes, in tech. Yes. yes. Um, so he he founded and ran his own company and then ended up having a dispute with the board and basically lost his own company. And then my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was pregnant with number five, with her fifth, yes. And so, and then she decided to have the baby and delay the treatment. Um, and we can't really say what would have happened as an alternative, but she, um, she went into remission and then the cancer came back. I was 14, the cancer came back and then things moved very quickly after that and she died when I was, when I was 14. So, and the youngest was three. <laughs> so, so my father was left literally never, he was never diagnosed with depression, but I think he was definitely clinically depressed at that point. Um, in a, the low point of his career, ended up filing for bankruptcy. Um, my mother was gone. It was, it was, I mean, looking back, it was, there was so much stress, but it was on the surface, things kind of were still okay. But that's the funny thing about, you know, I'm sure that so many people who are listening to this can relate. When you, when, when major trauma happens in families, you, you think from the outside that you never talk about anything else, that it's all anyone talks about for the rest of your life. But the irony is, is exactly the opposite. You don't talk about <laughs> you it You don't at talk all. about it. And on top of that, and this is so fascinating, and I know this is not where we're going right now, but this is so fascinating. We could do literally a whole podcast on this. But what I've learned about human design, which is a new passion of mine and something that I'm doing, um, also w coaching work in, is that there is such a beautiful explanation for why and how each of us cope with an experience like that so differently. And the beauty and magic of the design that is you is going to dictate and determine the extent to which you handle whatever happens in life. And so that's why sometimes you see, like if I look at the five children in my, in my house, we all technically went through the same thing, but each had a wildly different experience. And the way that each of us came back from that and processed it is so different. So you can see when you, when you look at, for example, um, and again, I'm not going to go too far on this because it's going to be off the point, but it's just so fascinating when we think about our lives and what we go through. And also it creates so much more compassion for people because they really aren't going through what you're going through. They're not experiencing in the same way. They have a completely different energetic design to you most likely. And so they are going to process those inputs very differently. And that's why you see sometimes maybe even in a very abusive household, you see that one out of the three siblings for some reason is so much more resilient, you know, or the opposite. The opposite. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. No, human design changed my life. We were talking about this before we started recording, but if you don't believe in God, you can believe in the universe, believe in whatever you want. But in my opinion, there is a science behind all of it. And human design and astrology is a wonderful way that we can kind of see the way God designed us and understand that a little bit more. I realize that if I focus on one thing, I'm a manifesting generator. If I focus on one thing, I'll never be able to get anything done, but I need to be focusing on a bunch of little different things. I really think actually it's so, for me, I mean, I consider myself highly spiritual and religious. I mean, God has become, I feel, such a close relationship and connection to God that it brings me to tears on an almost daily basis. When I look at human design, I really feel part of the beauty of that and what I get excited about is each of us were, were designed in a very unique, magical way. And I do think it is, we are sort of imprinted with these blessings and gifts from God and from our ancestors and our lineage and our genetics and it's it's this combination of like ancient wisdom and modern science but the point is it is the way god made and designed us and i can't imagine a more devoted way to live life than to embrace 
the gift of the design that God gave you. Wow. Oh my goodness. I've never thought of it that way. You know, I think we're in a time where purpose is a big buzzword and a lot of people feel lost as if they don't really know what it is. Well, that's a great place to start. Yes, I love it. Now let's go back to it, your childhood. You went through a lot of trauma in a really short period of time. How did you cope with that? I So the way I coped was I buried that trauma and um, just went on with life. I think I made a decision in that moment. I it was a fork in the road and I was either going to sink or swim I was either gonna you know swim to the surface and overcome that or really I mean I saw the opposite I mean I really could see how this could go very pear-shaped from here Mm -hmm. and um, and that was just not what I was willing to accept so I think I I was successful and unsuccessful and why I say that is because I was successful in bearing it but I don't think that's really sustainable success Uh, I just managed to overcome that moment and channel it into a flurry of activity Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it really drove me to do a lot of very type A things you know like get a great education and get great jobs and work my ass off and have a great career but there was a point where everything kind of came to a screeching halt because I had all this unresolved trauma that I had never addressed. And eventually, as we know, it typically does rear its ugly head <laughs> come and come back to haunt you, which it did. Um, for me, it was the birth of Quincy, my daughter. And I think that that just brought up all of the unresolved emotions around the fact that I didn't feel that I was done being mothered and then suddenly I was being asked to be a mother wow sometimes I will like fake mother myself in my head like okay Katie like get off your phone we're gonna go brush your teeth but that is something completely different and that's crazy that you were able to mother yourself and make yourself feel loved in the way that you needed to be loved while being a mother what else i had a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors for a long time i was burning the candle both ends you know i was always managing to keep it together but i was but i didn't i was never really honoring myself fully um for example like when i worked in banking i was very successful but you know i was going out late all the time i was partying a lot i was doing just a lot of sort of distraction from self Mm -hmm. and not feeling and having peace within and so constantly trying to seek that you know externally and so i i feel that that was very wearing there was a lot of wear and tear and every now and again I was probably living like maybe six inches beneath the surface, you know, but I, my depth is like (laughs) Mm -hmm. thousands of, you know, (laughs) miles beneath the surface. Oh, a million miles. Yes. On the other side of the world. You're in China right now. Yeah. So I was totally, I was not in relationship with myself, you know, I was disconnected from myself and that's why I was able to keep up, keep, keep up the the high yeah for so long but then it eventually did come come back and rear its ugly head so I think for me the breaking point was a few things I definitely had a like a rock bottom moment in time there was the so I was I was my marriage was breaking down I was under a lot of stress with um a very young toddler and a newborn and I was um, I felt rage all of a sudden you know it was like all this all of the because what happens with unresolved emotion or m- emotion that you don't let out it becomes anger and so I had all of this deeply seated anger that started to come out in rage you know and I was that's beautiful uh, it's I, beautiful yes. you guys that is yeah. so beautiful it is it's powerful that it's, you're able it's to honor scary. that and be like i'm having rage it's it's a scary emotion but i think that it was just it needed to come out and um and i just felt like i was falling apart and i did not want to be that as a, as a woman and as a mother i i wanted better for my kids and 
for myself. And that was the motivation to start. That was really the beginning of my spiritual journey and my spiritual awakening. Wow. Was hitting rock bottom. I was go- I was in therapy, which I believe in and I don't believe in. I at am, Western therapy. I am at the same point. <laughs> yeah. I believe in it and I don't believe yeah. in it. Because you go every week and you're like, at what point can we talk about positive things? <laughs> um, I do think it's a little... Or this is going to be a little controversial to say, so... My apologies in advance to anybody who's offended, but I do think there we Western there. yes we Western yeah Western therapists can be a little bit like lawyers, in terms of you know they they're they're it, it, I don't know that they're doing this intentionally, but I do think that it's a construct that revolves around you know weekly or monthly billing, and um, a permanent relationship. If you're actually really trying to heal somebody, then you should not want to be in their life for a very long time. You should want to sort of you know, do the work. And, and also, I believe that when you're really doing true work, self-work and self-development work, you need time in between the major inputs. Yes, it also talks about that in my book that I'm reading called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It says, take time in between chapters. Because life has to bring you experiences and then you have to practice what you've learned and practice the insights like there's no way for example you can understand intellectually and spiritually and psychologically and emotionally on every level you can understand something that you hear on a podcast right like you might have a punny drop moment right now with me talking Mm -hmm. but until you go through two or three or five or ten moments or instances where you get triggered and then you start to practice a different response and start to like learn what those triggers are about you you it's it's almost the same reason why people say you shouldn't go to business school right at, out of college i went to the landmark forum at the suggestion of uh, so i was i was i was plant, an angel was planted in my path so what the one of the main things i did was and i didn't realize i was doing this but i started to be available to the universe mm-hmm. and the universe started to plant things and people on my path really powerful things and people and i mean looking back i now realize how loved I am, you know, I have always been by God, but I, I was, I was in a very disconnected relationship with him, but he was loving the heck out of me. And, and you didn't even so, know it. no, nope. and so I was planted this, somebody who now has over 300,000 followers on Instagram, a huge career, um, and profile. And at the time, this was literally pre Instagram when I met him and he's a spiritual teacher, guru, um, changed my life I literally met him ran into him on the street and uh, he and and, and we, we developed this friendship and basically I worked with him like mo- mostly for free which was I mean it's insane the gift that I got um, for a year and he made some suggestions including to go to the landmark forum which is a two and a half two and a half day like self-development workshop mm. um, anybody who's very religious might some there's it it has some controversy behind it for me it was totally pivotal so it's very personal decision but i that that was a transformative transformative decision in my journey yes it's a worldwide organization so they have these two and a half day kind of leadership seminar workshop things um but the key thing was you know what I what I now looking back recognize was so powerful for me was just like it, it just anytime anybody helps you see through new eyes the, it's like teaching a man to fish instead of just giving a man a fish mm-hmm. it, it's a life it, it's an incredible gift and so that for me is the seeking the the therapy can be a huge relief when you're really, really low. You just need that one objective ear and shoulder. That has no idea. And it can save your life. Yeah. A great therapist can be worth its weight in gold, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but I think in general, it, it, it sometimes reinforces the problems instead of getting rid of the problems. And it, it's a little like, okay, I'm going to go on a very controversial diversion right now. I see... For example, on LinkedIn, right? So there's these a lot of forums and conversations and threads around. You know, there's a lot of controversy at the moment in the news, right? Mm-hmm. And and I I cannot help but laugh a little bit at the illusion. And I'm not laughing at people, but I'm laughing at how blind we are sometimes. Yes. Because it is literally like 
um, the, I mean, I kind of think of LinkedIn as like the Matrix headquarters, the, the digital head, headquarters for the Matrix. There is a lot of illusion there, right? Um, and it is very much driven by the ego mind. Mm -hmm. And so the ego mind is sort of like a false imprisonment, right? It's kind of like living inside a prison cell, but you have the key. Stop it. There's no way you just dropped a bar like that. Okay, you have to explain it. So when I go on LinkedIn, sometimes I see these threads and conversations and everybody's sort of an up in arms about some of the things that are happening in the news and how could they and things have to change and we need to do this and this is wrong and this is what we need to do in the future and just, you know, the, the, the blasphemy and abomination. And it, to me, it's a little bit like a bunch of prisoners that are in jail and they're having like a town meeting about how they want to restructure and refurbish and redecorate the prison without breaking their without cycles. realizing that they all have the key to get out of the prison in the first place. Okay, Lisa has an incredible story about how she got out of the freaking prison cell <laughs> by being authentic and not being able to be put in a box. <laughs> that that was a big wake up call. I mean, we we we're way more free than we realize. It's funny because, like, we can complain about our relationship and be like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so awful. Like, I can't leave, like, blah, blah, blah. But we don't realize that that is not the only man out there. Um, same with our job. Like, this is so awful. Like, this is horrible. You can leave at any single time. You can quit and find a job. Even if, like, well, the other jobs I can be more qualified for, there are jobs out there that match your qualifications. Funny enough, I think we're afraid of our own freedom. Um, because oh, it's scary. It's and we're sometimes afraid of easier purpose. to live in imprisonment. And by the way, I it's mean, scary. to change your life experience only, only requires actually changing how you experience your life experience. So it doesn't mean even that you have to stop, stop doing the cubicle job, but you can shift your entire life experience just by shifting your perspective of what your life experience is and your thoughts and your self-talk yes and so and and then it's like there's a um in spirituality there's you know there's that um they talk about like i think it's in zen spirituality or zen buddhism they talk about the guy pushing like who spends his whole life pushing the boulder up the hill mm. <laughs> and so there so the irony is like after you go through your spiritual awakening it isn't that you're not pushing a boulder up the hill it's just that you're not resisting it any longer interesting so the whole experience of feeling like you're constantly under the weight of something mm -hmm. changes because you're no longer resisting life mm -hmm. and, and it's a weight that you're able to bear because you're living in your truth yes and 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 also accepting that you are in charge of your entire experience but you're not in charge of the universe biggest breaking point for me was I was two seconds away from doing something you can't undo and I got this voice in my head that said you're here because I love you mm. and it was the craziest thing in that my whole perspective shifted in that moment that was like oh, okay so this is a gift instead of a burden and there's a reason that we're here instead of we're all just wandering aimlessly doing what other people tell us to do. No, you have the decision to do whatever you want to do and to change the way that you look at things. So just remember that you are you are here to experience love and joy and all of the good things that this world has to offer. It's here for you. I had that moment where I was right at the doorstep, I feel like, of checking out in terms of where I was mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And... I um, had this incredible almost epiphany in that moment too because for me what I realized was I was okay you know I was touching the drain and I was okay and it was like I could hear I just felt like I was I, I've never been more in touch with my humanity almost it was like I could hear my breath I was looking out the window it was like dark and crisp and I was looking at the stars and I had had such a traumatic evening 
I was so upset and it was like you know that moment when you've been crying so hard and then you kind of come to and you stop crying and then suddenly like it's almost like it's weirdly peaceful deep breath of yeah. fresh air and then it's like oh yeah. okay yeah and I just realized I am at the very bottom right now what's cool though and I'm okay is that you felt the emotion yes and also I realized I'm okay I'm yes. okay it was like you know so many of the things that we fear, this is, I actually think, this is something that I learned and I saw somebody say it recently in the Silicon Slopes community as a word of advice and I really believe in it so much. Come to terms with the worst case scenario. Make peace with it. Because oftentimes, I mean, what Don't I have visualize seen. visualize it every day. So what I have seen people do when push came to shove is make choices that they never wanted to make or thought they would ever be able to make. And it was okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, not what they wanted to do, but they made it work. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we live so much in fear of a potential outcome that first of all is usually never more than 50% likelihood of happening. But second of all, it isn't even gonna be as bad as we feel like it will and the worst of it the worst version of it is highly unlikely we are heavily conditioned to perform and to be and to do you know for others and for acceptance and approval and to feel like we're worth something and valuable contributions to society or whatever else which we forget that we really don't need that we are inherently valuable and worthy to be here just because we are here period you know i think there's some fear around healing some of that because it almost feels like you're going to become complacent you know or lazy or you know become some kind of hippie in the desert just chilling you know um and doing like ayahuasca and still be super zen and working in a really high intensity high performance career the discernment that i make now is because i'm a very hard worker i'm definitely type a i'm very high work ethic i, I like to be busy and productive but there's a reason why it's not toxic anymore is because i'm doing it because i want to and i recognize it's a choice and it's an honor and it's a privilege and I'm going for wingspan now, not guilt, shame, and fear, and the fear of not being approved of. Now I'm going for how far can I stretch, how far can I fly, which is, um, I mean, if you look at like the freak, the 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 um, the vibrational frequency pyramid of emotions, you can see at the very top it's like bliss consciousness. And then at the bottom, it's like the lowest vibration emotions, which are like guilt and fear and shame and anger and all of that. And when you look at that, you see that the vibration of joy, peace, fulfillment, bliss is like 10 times that of fear, guilt, and shame. So you can walk around doing the exact same thing but attracting a quality of life and life experiences and people and opportunities and things that are at a vibration that are ten, that's 10 times better. If you sip, simply shift the target, hmm. you know, that what I'm going for is the opportunity to see how much wingspan I've got in me, not the opportunity to try to prove that I'm worth being here in the first place. And feeling guilty and shameful. Yeah. This is a really interesting topic that you brought this up. I'm going to stir off a little bit. Guilt and shame. Um, I kept, kept, I was addicted to those emotions for so long. I needed it. It gave me dopamine to feel shameful and to feel guilty. And I just kept putting myself in positions where I could feel that and feel stuck in that. There's that beautiful saying that what resists persists, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it's like... Um, I, I actually did a post on this, which was a kind of a weird post for me, but I just felt called. There was, I was doing, I was creating a YouTube video and I was looking um, for, um, I think I was looking for hashtags or something like that. And I 
came across, you know, I was looking for like regularly used search terms and I came across for some reason one that said something like, how do I, how do I stop from sinning or something like something, how, how do I stop sinning? And it just resonated for me because it, it was like, it felt, first of all, so deeply honest, you know, mm. and uh, really innocent, you know, really because at the heart of sinning is innocence. It, it actually is. Yeah. It is the, it is you made what, the decisions what you're, that you knew. What you're doing is you're meeting a, what feels for some people, even like a life or death or a core need in the best way that you know or have possible. And until you have a better way to meet that need, you are going to keep the addiction. You are going to keep that behavior because it's meeting a need. Now, it might be undermining other things and it's not meeting the need in a good, high vibration, sustainable way, yes. but it is meeting the need. And usually it's the easy thing that's yes. detrimental and the hard thing that's best. If you ha Right. And you don't have either access to that or it's not a tool yet that you have or you just don't, you know... It, it, it's it, but there's this, there's this, all this guilt and self-criticism and self-loathing, um, that and secrecy and it is it perpetuates itself when really, it is such a, it's really an innocent experience you're having as a human being, and what you're simply saying is I have a coping mechanism that I non understand is harming me, but I don't yet feel strong or powerful enough to replace it with something that doesn't harm me yeah and that could be need to be something that's a physical thing it can be i'm going back to this feeling i'm going back to this thought pattern i'm going back to the questions that i'm asking myself in my brain to make me feel this way mm -hmm. it's fascinating that is freaking <laughs> fascinating um yeah, people are addicted to emotions. We are our own healers and our own best healers. Mm -hmm. I mean, no question. Um, but, but... I think the hardest part is to know what we're healing from. And I think with addictions and stuff like that, it's so easy to just break the thought pattern and instead of focusing in on it. I think one skill Lisa has really well and a lot of successful people in my life have really well is the ability to focus on one thing for a period of time mm -hmm. and to have one goal. There's a, there's a reticular activating system mm -hmm. in your brain that if you hold the goal to the highest, your brain is going to only see that type of goal and that result and it'll it'll align to match that vibration yes which is interesting yeah, yeah. So, yes exactly why um manifesting is so powerful when done combined with the highest vibration emotions so you see like for example i'm a you know big figure skating fan and person and russian figure skaters it's case in point you know they they, it's a lot of fear, guilt, and shame that they're driven by in terms of the motivation, right? And so that only works for so long though. At a certain point, they all fall apart. It's inevitable. And they fall apart physically, psychologically, emotionally, mentally. It's like a complete breakdown. And it's almost like clockwork. And it's just, it just shows that it isn't a sustainable way to manifest over the long term when driven by those those emotions and so yes so you you are mm. you are going to be far more successful if you're if you're attaching high vibration emotions to high vibration values and goals and that that's what's going to take you the furthest and also be the most sustainable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and making yourself one of the absolute best things that i did and I wish I could say it in one line in terms of how to do it. But honestly, the game changer for me was making myself good company. Once, how did you do that? Oh. You made it funny. Mm, I, I mean, making, my, making time spent with myself in my own head and in my own energy a nice place. 
Um, wow, and now that has clearing. You have to clear it out. To oh be able to yeah, do that. but most people don't want to go in there because they're afraid of what they might find, and so then <laughs> they avoid it. Guilty, <laughs> guilty. Yeah, but then there's so, so you so 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 it's some who are very evolved and real seekers are they love really going for it and they love the idea of growth and expansion. For many of us, it's a very fearful place to be our own head and our own mind and body and in silence. But the it's a total game changer because then you, what happens when you actually like that place is you can live there. <laughs> you create your own little halo, you know, silo. And you can just go through life living there. And, and, and being it's delusional a little bit. A little bit delusional, you know, like, aware of the illusion and a little bit delusional mm -hmm. living in and, and some people might say rose-colored lenses or like ignorance is bliss it's not ignorance <laughs> um it's just it's just a selective it's like selecting your own experience choose your own adventure mm -hmm. and uh, i really believe like we're all going to the same place in the end right so it's like it's almost like we're all in an airplane and you get a choice you know you can either sit in row 35 stuffed up against the bathroom, you know, where you're having literally flight attendants walk over you the whole time, eating peanuts and maybe an imitation Coke. <laughs> or you can be in first class. And it's not about a, it's not like an elitist thing. It's just the quality of the experience that is available to you. It's available to all of us. And so you can choose to work towards that vibration and then live there and set up shop and now it's like, that is my home. I live in first class. And if your vibration is low or lower, and I have some very close family members, for example, who that is the case. Yes. So I but spend time there. you chose to board the airplane first. Yes. You prepped I go, for it. You went and I, yeah. grabbed your snacks before. Think about Correct. Southwest. And I, yes. Whoever lines up at the door first gets the closest seat. Yeah. And I'm selective about the time, the way I t spend time with them and where I spend time with them and amount of time I spend with them. And so, so you can go back and visit the people in cattle class and you can have a chat and you can have a fake Coke and, you know, bad Hold peanuts and that's all good. And With then just make sure that you remember that you live in first. <laughs> yes. And when, when that chat is done, you're going back there. Um, but I think, yeah, so making, making your mind. So how do you do that? So the first thing is, um, and again, it's, it's, it's a little bit of taking the word, word the word for it. You know, it's like when you're young, how do you know to believe in Santa Claus? Like no one can prove, you know, but you just do. You just how do, do you know to believe in God? How do you prove it? You just do. You just do. So at a certain point, you need to believe that you are not Force broken yourself. and that there's nothing wrong with you. There, wait, there is nothing wrong with you. No. There is nothing wrong with you at all. I wish somebody grabbed my face <laughs> and told me there's nothing wrong with You're you. You're not broken. You don't need fixing and there's nothing wrong with no, you. No, this is all for good. This All of your experience is for good. You are conditioned. Ed Milet says this all the time. You are conditioned to help the person that you were before. Yes. That's who you're here for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you, if you, if you believe and accept that fundamentally you are wholly loved and lovable and accepted just exactly the way you are by God. Because, I mean, does anyone or anything else really matter more than that? If God loves you, who the F cares? Who else does? Do you know what I mean? Then everyone else is a bonus. <laughs> so if you, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. So if I know that I have God's love and I have God's acceptance, then whatever i find when i go in there with a big blow torch or a you know headlamp or strobe light or whatever and whatever i go there to find that might be in the basement or in the attic or in some closet that i don't really want to touch or go into because i'm afraid of what's there under the bed like I, it's all gonna be okay and it's so much better to know than to not know. It's like your finances. You know how sometimes you just ignore looking at your bank account, you ignore opening bills because you're trying to pretend it's not there. And then the day comes where you're kind of forced and you're like, shh, this is gonna be really bad. Uh -huh. And then usually it, it, it's not always great, but it's not as bad as you thought. Uh huh. And knowing 
is so empowering. So empowering. Yeah. Avoiding is the worst. Yeah. Thing. So knowing what's there, when you, when you, if you can trust that what, whatever is there is not going to um, delete your worthiness for love, right? Yes. You cannot, like, you can't get, like, voted off the island. You're still lovable and you're accepted. So <laughs> whatever the game, is The in game there. doesn't end. There's, yeah. there's not a timer until you've learned your mm -hmm. lesson, I think. Mm -hmm. So then sometimes you just need to go in and do a little Marie Kondo. And it's easier to do that when you take care of yourself first. One thing Lisa's taught me, I called her in a tizzy crying one morning. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. She called me. I was in a tizzy and I was crying. And she goes, are you ready to ascend? <laughs> right? Is oh, yeah. that what you said? Yes. Or the, Yes. The universe ready to ascend. I'm like, Lisa, I can't do it. <laughs> and she goes, okay, great. Like, what are you doing in the morning? One. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of the first part of your day and the last part of your day, chances are the middle of your day will be the most productive. Yes. And I know we don't need to think about productivity, but happiness. If I'm, I'm thinking about myself and giving myself what I need in the very moment that I wake up and open my eyes and telling myself that I love myself and God loves me or whatever it is that I need to tell myself to live in a higher vibration throughout the day, that's the first thing to happiness, in my opinion. I think that if you're in a really low place, I've written about this, about the dark night of the soul. I've had more than one. So, um, <laughs> um, But I would say there's no question that two of the best things that I ever did were, number one, I hugged routine. You know, um, we're like children. crazy. Like I just, the basic routine of my day I just embraced completely and just did not let that go mm -hmm. because I felt like I couldn't handle, on top of everything that I was going through, I couldn't handle feeling like I was literally just falling out from society, you know, <laughs> like, like a complete loser, like, like not making any valuable contribution or doing anything. And so even just the very basic things of getting up and taking a shower you know, go out for a coffee just so at least you have fresh air and a little bit of like vitamin D. Mm -hmm. You know, um, oftentimes when I'm at my lowest, uh, again, the universe working for me, but the universe, God, you know, somebody will be planted on your path to shift your vibration. Even if it's just a dumb joke that someone tells you or maybe somebody Makes gives you, you a smile. small compliment or offers you a free coffee. And then it's like, all of a sudden you kind of snap out of it and you shift to a different vibration. But you can't be sitting in the place. You have to get out of the place for a second. You can't yeah. drive a parked car. Like, you just can't. You're not going to be able to shift it until you take the first step. You will be met. Just yeah. take the first step. Whatever even, it is you feel like the first step is for you. Totally. I mean, even literally changing your... Um, Changing your physiology, meaning like a very hot or very cold shower, um, literally just fresh air on your face, like anything that just shifts you uh, quickly, I think can, I mean, even like a body brush, you know, which mm -hmm. is very detoxifying and it just gets, it's stimulating for your nervous system. Whatever it is, like rub out your feet or rub your hands mm -hmm. or get into an ice bath, immediately you're realizing that you're in control of your body instead of... Yes. The opposite. Yes. And then I think that the second thing that I did that was so powerful is I made sure I always had something to look forward to. And I think that that's so key when you're really low because it is, it just keeps you going. Um, and it, so I always made, a, I always created a carrot, like something I was working towards. And even if it was literally like a Netflix series that I was really into or, that I was, like, if I went to yoga, I could go to my favorite smoothie shop after, uh -huh. or just those little tiny things, because it feels, it can be very small, but I think you absolutely need to have something to look forward to that feels loving, you know, and, and caring and nurturing, and just positive, or anything that, anything that you have to look forward to, also because during those times when you're really low, it's very easy to get in a very negative mindset, lack mindset, where you feel like not only are you never going to get out of it, but you don't have anything that you want. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... Or anything, any goals at all. Yeah, yeah. And the twisted 
the 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 it the mani- manifesting like a positive life and peace and love and happiness and all the things that we want um it, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yes you have to be in the mindset that you have what you need <laughs> that you have what you want that your life is blessed that you are on your way you know that you have all these wonderful things and you have to be in that energy in order to get those things so it's like you're all you're doing is locking in your misery <laughs> when you live in that lack mindset and focus on what you do not have so even just i am so grateful that I have a Netflix subscription <laughs> that is fully fully paid. <laughs> it's paid and off this month. That I have Wi-Fi tonight. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I have a device mm-hmm. that I can stream mm-hmm. whatever show I'm watching. And do you have this any gratitude practices that you try and do every day? Because I've been feeling like it's Thanksgiving right now. Yeah. It's the week of Thanksgiving when we're recording this. It'll probably come out probably the week after but I was thinking about a gratitude journal and Mm -hmm. I've I've been starting my day in the morning thinking about there's this um visualization that I don't know where I got this but you can you you start to see the things in your life and the people that you love like from far away coming closer to you Mm -hmm. and just feel this love in your heart and I've been trying to start out my day with things like that I live now in my own energy, which is funny because I spent so many decades trying to escape it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now it is my favorite place to be, is in my own energy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that my core essence is so high vibration because I was allowing so many leaks and also giving so much of my energy and power away for so long and just allowing so many negative external influences. So. The, when I, now I hang on to, because now I understand the cost associated with getting out of that vibration. Um, it's almost like you're trying to go to Vegas for the weekend and you're doing it on back roads and side roads instead of the fast lane of the highway. Mm-hmm. You, you just would never do that. Uh-huh. It, it, and so now I know there's such a cost and so I am constantly mm-hmm. tending to it mm-hmm. you know um, and I, I like it like it's my job you know it and so um, how do I do that I um, I start the day praying and always and I just it's almost like I can manually put myself in a high vibration now I just go to that place mm-hmm. Um, when you were getting into it, was it hard for you to tap into that? Oh, yes. It's taken a lot of practice. Yes. Yes. So I would say um, I am – the biggest thing is I'm regularly understanding that um, I am creating my own experience. And my circumstances do not have to affect that whatsoever. My circumstances are just my circumstances. And the experience that I'm creating is like this little vibe halo around me that I have just decided I'm gonna park myself in, anchor myself in, and I'm just not going out of it. I'm not willing to. I love myself too much now, and I love life too much, and the gift of this life too much. So it's like you almost become a little indignant, you know, about maintaining and protecting that when you once you once you find it and so yes do i get in a bad mood for sure do i get in a low vibration yes i just have learned how to get myself out and the main reason when you're in it yeah instead of not know yes um and so so in my house i'm um i mean i think i attract probably a lot of spirits so i think there's people here there's entities and spirits that are here protecting me i feel very 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 protected yes Uh uh-huh and i that's been a little bit i think it's in part because i have a big purpose and so i think i've had a team you know i was gonna say that Mm -hmm. i feel like this is what i was gonna say when you're talking about your childhood trauma and not trauma but just Mm -hmm. your life experience i think the people that have gone through the dark night of the soul so many times like you have have the biggest purpose on earth and that's why they have to understand the depth of the hardships. Oh yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we can end on that. So there is no question and this is going to get me really emotional, but (laughs) so 
I mean, after everything I've been through, it's just, it's very easy to feel like you are, you know, life is against you and so alone. So alone. And it's so hard to understand what the reason is. You know, why so much? Why me? And what I realize now is, you know, my team, I mean, God, like spiritual entities that have been around me. I mean, I think I literally have like so many angels and so much protection. And what I realize is I have been accompanied every step of the way. And yes, they let me bleed out a little bit sometimes on the field, but that doesn't mean that they weren't right there at the sidelines getting me through it. And I was never given anything that I couldn't handle. And it was always only tough love. And it was only because they knew who I was and what I was made of. And they were going to give the opposite. Yes. And, so, and that it was all going to come good. And it was all going to come good. So whatever you are going through, just know that it really is so true that the moments that the heart, the toughest moments in life, there's that beautiful like parable about the two footsteps, you know, along the, the beach, the, the footprints in the sand. And it, it, the, the hardest moments are when you are carried. And it is, you are always accompanied and chaperoned especially in the hardest moments and it is always for a reason because you've got something so big to contribute and you have so much love and support around you you don't even know and you once you realize it's like you realize that how much it has all been such a gift and that you never would have made it through if you weren't so crazy loved you need to be a part of Lisa's community because she says this every day whenever she's <laughs> she's on there. It's the most beautiful thing. I am so blessed and so lucky, and I, I hope you're crying at home to this because I definitely am crying <laughs> right now. Um, that was so beautiful. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Um, but her Instagram is the heart of an empress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the Heart of an Empress is Instagram, and then I have a Substack, which is like a blog. Um, I think it's lisapire.substack.com, something like that. You can Google me, Lisa Pyre, P-E-I-E-R. Um, and then I have a website that will come up if you Google me, which is Lighthouse Ventures Group. And there is um, a link to contact me if you're interested in life purpose coaching, I would be honored to show you the magic of you in your human design and life path and birth chart and to see how to bring that alive and embody that in this lifetime and do and take advantage of all the gifts that God has given you. And this has been a blessing to be here. I hope we left you a little inspired and your vibration a little bit higher. I'm sure we did. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on here. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next week.